Hello and welcome to the unofficial unsanctioned women's UCI cycling show. It's an exciting episode this week where mid-worlds, mid-social media jersey voting and mid-some other really interesting and possibly important thing. My name is Dan and with me as always is the person who knows everything about everything, Sarah. (laughs) It's true, I know everything. (laughs) That may be a lie. No, hello! Oh, it's world. I'm giddy. I'm giddy from worlds, Dan. It's understandable. They've been pretty spectacular. Um, I was wondering if you had any thoughts on uh, the whole TTT debacle. And I say debacle not because it actually was, but because I really wanted to say debacle. <laughs> the TTT was amazing. Oh my god, it was so happy. Um, it was it was it was streamed by the Dutch channel L1. Um, I'm sure that's not how you say it in Dutch, but that's fine. And they had the excellent Marijn de Vries uh, commentating on it. And if I understood Dutch, I bet she was fantastic. I know she was fantastic anyway. And it was great. It was oh, it was such an exciting. It was such a good race. Um, yeah, uh, unsurprisingly, Specialized Lululemon won. They have been undefeated now for all two seasons, and they were incredibly good they looked so smooth and so good and their plan was so perfect so yes i i i did quite like it <laughs> it, it uh it did seem to be uh quite a dominant performance but uh, it was really interesting just seeing the way that they uh they worked it together on the road um do you think rabo in particular were significantly hampered by the accident that um that unfortunately lost them Iris and uh, Pauline? Yeah, I mean, Rabo, poor Rabo. I mean, because I'd, I'd, I'd confidently predicted that it would go first Specialized, second Orica, third Rabo, and fourth R.R. Drink, yeah? And, but Rabo started off really badly with Pauline Fran having a mechanical straight away almost, almost immediately. And quite a slow bike change as well. I mean, remember Rabo with Menchov's spectacular bike change a couple of years, you know, a couple of years ago in the Giro? Mm. It wasn't that good. <laughs> well, apparently that guy was working the Tour of Britain or something. Who knows? Yeah, but then so so but then they waited for Pauline to get back, um, and they were going really well. But then on a roundabout, they had a real problem. I think um, Iris and Iris went down, and she's broken her collarbone. And Pauline Ferrand Provost went down, and so they lost them. So they were like with only they were only with four riders for quite a lot of the race. And I think I think that would have been a struggle, but also a shock. Mm. Um, they did. I think they still did really really well to you know to come forth to come. Forth fourth in the circumstances um but yeah it was it was it was bad bad luck for them i mean the team that benefited and who had a spectacular ride in their own right was our drink leontine who came third and actually it's it's it, i'm not that it's not even that i'm saying that you know rabo would definitely have got a medal if it hadn't been for the crash but because rr were great and um yeah shout out to sharon laws who hadn't been picked for the team and only got told two two days before the race that she was riding so she hadn't done any training she hadn't done any ttt training she wasn't expected to ride you know all her all her focus was for saturday's road race but she finished in the top you know she finished she was one of the four riders to finish and that was you know that was spectacular but yeah i mean the way specialized rode it i think you know uh killing herself up to the cowboy and then peeling off then was just, you know, that t- they'd thought about this in graphic detail. They had it really, really, really under control and they just looked 
amazing on the road. <sighs> what I found really interesting about it was how business-like they were the whole way through. And then, you know, when they crossed the line and won, how there was absolutely no emotion. No one was even smiling or happy. They just <laughs> got, got off their bikes and, and just walked into the sunset as if they hadn't done anything at all. <laughs> amazing. So coldly professional. Gentle listeners, if you don't already know, the man's lying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, what can we say? He is Australian. But yeah, <laughs> they were so happy, weren't they? <laughs> it was awesome. It was just, it was really cool to see how excited and stoked everyone was. Um, the, the other thing that I find, I, I don't know, I, it feels like it's kind of perverse to me, is um, the, the fact that because it's trade teams, um, there's no TTT jersey, world's jersey, yeah. Um, yeah. which is a real pity for, for a, a couple of reasons. One, because I, you know, I think it's a bit unfair when everyone else fucking gets to wear a jersey for their special discipline. Um, yeah, yeah. but two, it's also, I would have loved to see, you know, as, um, as transfers come and go and, and so on and so forth to see, um, any time a TTT comes up, jerseys scattered throughout the peloton, yeah. and people yeah. people who know nothing about the sport immediately assuming, well, they've got two, but they've got five, so they're going to do better, you know, <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, because it's weird because the way it stands is if any of those riders who tra- if anyone transfers out of out of specialised Lululemon, they can't wear the jersey next year. So they've actually got no more races they can wear it in. They apparently get this badge you can wear on your jersey. So, but we don't, they can't even get it done for the, um, yeah. you know, for, for the rest of the world's road race because they're in their national kit. It's just, and it's bonkers. And they got paid a lot less than the men, didn't they, as well? I think the men won something like a hundred thousand euros, and the women won something like twenty or thirty thousand. It's like, what the fuck? And there's Pat McQuaid saying afterwards, oh, we're striving, we're going to strive for equality. And you're like, well, why the fuck didn't you do that this time? <laughs> you know? well, to be fair, Pat hasn't got up to the definition of equality in his ongoing English lessons. So That's true, that's yeah. true. Yeah, no, um, and the other, I mean, I was really surprised, though, that I, you know, Specialized Lululemon won by 24 seconds over Orica AIS, who also rode beautifully. But, um, yeah, uh, Orica... Only 24 seconds behind. I'm, I, I actually thought it was going to be much more dominant. Orica gave them a real run for their money. And bearing in mind that specialised team, the bulk of that team have been riding together for, oh, I don't know, four or five years. So, you know, you look at, you look at who's on there and, you know, Evie Stevens, Amber Nebben, uh, Ellen Van Dyke and Ina Tutenberg have been riding together for at least, oh, one or th- at least two or three seasons. Whereas Orica... Are kind of brand new to it and you know it, it's it they've they had they hadn't really done that much TTTing practice at all before the Vogorda until until the, the block just before the Vogorda World Cup so yeah so that was great but I mean I really liked seeing our, our drink on the Kalberg where you had Kirsten Veeld who's a sprinter she's a du- you know she's a Dutch sprinter she's very tall um really killing it up the Kalberg but looking like she was in an incredible amount of pain and next to her Emma Pooley <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit special. <laughs> oh, cool. oh, awesome! Well, so, yeah, that was, was the TTT. Yeah, and and then there was the ITT, and I didn't get to watch it because I was at work. 
Well, you didn't really miss much. Nothing really happened. I mean, there was no bunches formed. There was no sprint finish. Um, there was no serious one-two battles in the hills. It it was <laughs> honestly, it was a pretty boring stage. Yeah. <sighs> oh wait, it was an ITT. Yeah, no, it was really cool. It was actually one of the um, the best ITTs I've seen um, this year. I'd say. Um, just the, particularly because the the top five contenders were were quite well matched of five or six yeah. and um, and the beautiful marriage of slightly dodgy and inaccurate technology with live video <laughs> just makes for the perfect amount of tension and confusion. Um, so um, they have what they called well I can't even remember the official name that they they were throwing up on the screen but you know basically gps tracking against the um the a standard time so someone would set like the fastest time for the first in intermediate or whatever yep. and then they'd use um gps tracking from the bikes to to sort of go okay so evie stevens is 24 seconds faster than that but emma pooley is only six seconds faster than that and and stuff like this so while all the riders are out on the road but before they've hit the intermediates themselves you're getting this this picture of of how it is um mm -hmm. except of course that you know that 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 technology is you know only accurate to within like 30 centimeters or something and so clearly it's it's massively off um, <laughs> and therefore can't be trusted at all but it, it it really adds to the excitement and particularly because um we had um i'm just trying to remember who the reference time was uh but we had Willemsen, Arndt, Pooley, Stevens, all out on the road, being benchmarked against... Oh, for fuck's sake. I can't even remember. Um, how terrible. And right now, there's people wandering down the street and sitting on the bus shouting, It was, for fuck's sake. Um, but, anyway... Um, it, it, it was, the, the thing that was fascinating was that, that you're seeing these, these times all within, you know, and, and early on, Evie was absolutely murdering it. Uh, she had probably the most aggressive launch out of the start ramp that I saw, um, mm -hmm. and, and was just really, really gunning for it. And so she was sitting, you know, sort of oscillating around, um, 24, 25 seconds ahead of the benchmark time. Whereas yeah. Pooley and Willemson were sitting more around the the five or six second mark, and um, and then Aunt behind them was you know sitting around ten to twelve seconds. So yeah. early on, no one was was looking like they were going to be faster than Evie. Um, but then, uh, as as they got through different parts of the course, you know that would fluctuate, and all of a sudden, Evie would be only ten seconds ahead of the reference time. And yeah, yeah. and Pooley and Willemson had both jumped to fourteen or or whatever, and uh, yeah. it was great because you couldn't tell what the fuck was going on. <laughs> but they were so so. I mean, because because I was what because thank you very much to the people who um, gave me updates via direct up by DM and email. It was it was I was sitting at work going I was so unhappy. <laughs> it was it was Getting truly. But um, yeah, but it was like uh, Martina Sablikova, uh, Martina Sablikova from the Czech Republic had got the had got the fastest time for the longest time, hadn't she? Um, Sablikova's another uh, rider who came to cycling through speed skating, and but she's just like Clara Hughes. 
she's someone who actually is better known as a better known as a speed skater really and she's got like so many medals she's got some like six or seven world championship titles to her name and you know a, a handful of winter olympic medals she's shit hot and she's not that old either she's only she's only in her 20s so so it wasn't it was interesting seeing her name up there because yeah she, and the, she did she did hold on for ages it really was yeah. only when the the top top riders started coming out I, that it got knocked I, yeah. over um and and it was it was just amazing watching those those last you know few riders go through and you know, one of the things about an ITT that is interesting is that you get to see a lot of the personal um, detail of each rider up close yeah. in terms of riding style, but also you get glimpses into their personality and also into how much this means to any and all of them. Um, yeah. I think, for me, one of the most... Um, Touching moments. Holy shit! I'm about to admit I have an emotional side, Sarah. This is awkward. Um, I'll pretend I didn't hear it. Yeah, best that we do. Um, was when Emma Pooley crossed the line, and there was a, a shot of her sitting on the ground, um, and she had a a towel just sort of covering her face, and you could see that she was partly gasping for breath and partly just dealing with the emotion of having ridden herself right yeah. to, to the limit cross the line in second place to Evie and know that she hadn't been close enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not, just, really not just for the gold, because obviously she'd, she'd crossed in second, but um, to know that with Willemson and Art still on the road that the odds were really not in her favour to hold on to a podium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, I mean, I said I, I thought she was going to win. I mean, I, I really, really thought she was going to win. But, you know, I mean, that podium, how... I mean, it's it's a beautiful podium full of amazing riders. Judith Arndt, she was the she was the ITT World Champion last year. She's been just spectacular, and it's her last. It's practically her last race. Um, she she retires at the end of you know she retires at the end of the week, and oh, she's been just spe amazing. Um, Evie Stevens had been up the Kalberg. Uh, she came second behind Voss on the on the Kalberg stage of the Brainwash Tour. Mm. And Obviously, she'd been up there with the, TT, with the winning TTT riders. And then Linda Willemsen. Willemsen's been on the podium for the world uh, the last, oh, God. hundred years. Yeah, basically. I mean, you know, she's had a couple of bronzes and a couple of silvers. In oh, the last actually, I, I do feel I should clarify, too. I've seen one or two places where people have, have kindly referred to Linda Willemsen as an Aussie rider. Um <laughs> Speaking as an Australian, we we dearly love our Kiwi cousins. We do, but they take exception to being called Australian, even though lots of them live here and work here and never go back to New Zealand. It's kind of like Canadians in America, okay? So, you know, it, it's all good from my side, but if you're around a Kiwi, they, they, they're going to be a little bit upset by that. So just, you know... Just yeah. keep, keep that in mind. She's not actually Australian. <laughs> this has been a public service announcement. <laughs> On behalf of Aussie Kiwi relationships everywhere. 
Exactly. Um, yeah, she's she's brilliant. So anyway, the, should we do? I mean, the top ten. Looking at the top ten, so you had Aunt Stevens was just thirty four seconds behind. Villainson at, at forty one. Honestly, um, sorry, I'm just just going to say honestly, the the fact that uh, you'd won by such a margin. Um, yeah. Was was quite amazing because it was it, that really was a dominant display. Um, yes, and it it almost lost um, a little of that watching it live just because everything else had been so closely fought. Um, yeah, yeah. So absolute, you know, huge congratulations. And as you say, retiring at the end of the well, end of the week, um, but hell of a way to go out. Yeah, and as Mariana Voss said on Twitter. You know, congratulations to Judith. She could win another medal, and she's she's like you know she could she's a really big threat for the world for the road race. Yeah. <laughs> so Pooley was fourth. Ellen Van Dyke was fifth. Ina Tutenberg at sixth. Now, Dan was updating me on 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 email with the results, and when he said Tutenberg was on the road, I said, "Yeah, she's a great time trialer, but you know she's a sprinter, so don't expect her to do well here." <laughs> you should have seen her hit that climb. It was ridiculous. I mean, she she kept arrow for the first half of it. It was re- just just that that was. I I I think I actually wrote to you and said I'm pretty sure that it just flattened out out of fear. <laughs> Had she done that thing where you sometimes you enter a climb really really fast to try and get it as much as possible? <laughs> yes. And Tutenberg's fast is very fast. Um, sixth was so sixth was Tutenberg, seventh was Nevin, eighth was Warwick. Now that's interesting because that's what is it? One, two, three, four, five specialized Lululemons in the top eight. <laughs> Weird. And, um, it's almost was, like they were primed for uh, the TTT or something. It's it's, isn't it? So ninth was ninth was um, Martina and tenth was Aussie, actual Aussie this time, Shara Gillow. But mm. So basically, you've in there. You've got five specialized, and then you've got three green edges. <laughs> <laughs> I should also point out that um, that Australians have already started claiming Udit um, as as an Aussie as well. We do have a nasty habit of that. So well, she does. She does live in. She does live in Melbourne, and apparently, she wants to get citizenship. Well, you know, winning winning world medals is certainly a way to uh, to speed the process. <laughs> We'll we'll forgive anything and allow anyone if they can provide sporting success. <laughs> it's just a shame she's doing it after she's after she's won. So yeah, so that was the um, ITT. Just oh, I'll, I'll I'll eventually get time to watch it. Um, there was also the junior girl women's ITT, and that was won by Eleanor Barker, who's the uh, who's a young Brit, and she won that by thirty six seconds over a fifteen kilometer ITT, which was very exciting. Um, in second place was Cecile Cecile Ludwig from Denmark, and third place Demi de Jong, who's Dutch, and she's a younger sister of Belita de Jong, who's also Dutch. And there was quite a lot of little younger sisters actually. When you look down the when you look down the list of, of who is who is riding there, you've got um, Nikki Zylard, who's the niece of Michael Zylard, who you might know better as Mr. Leontine Van Morsel. Mm. And yeah, it's it's there's a lot of um, there's a lot of little sisters and nieces around, and that's quite exciting. I think that I think that's really interesting. And so yeah. Um, you, you kind of think, yeah, this is going to get fun. Indeed. <laughs> yeah, that was a nice podium. And then on Saturday, Dan, we've got the road race. 
Yeah, I, to be honest, I'm not really that interested. It's going to be boring as fuck. <laughs> oh, he's in such a misanthropic mood today. <laughs> what, what's Australia doing to you, Dan? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the course, it's like all world's races. It's a circuit race, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> I can't wait. It's going to be so exciting. Um, it's a circuit race like the world's is. The men, the men don't ride a circuit race. They do some kind of warm-up 100 kilometers of nothing. But the women just blast straight into it with eight, with eight circuits of the course that includes the two climbs. And that's... Um, Vermelaberg, which is 900 metres at 5%, and then the Kalberg, which is 1,200 metres at 5.8, but it does include those 16% parts. Yeah. you riding the Kalberg eight times. That's amazing. Eight times in my life? <laughs> eight times on the same day. What a shit day that would be. Wow. <laughs> am, I allowed, am I allowed to stop for a beer every time? No, no, you've got to write. You're not allowed to have a beer until you... Who would do this sport? It makes not... That's ridiculous. But can you imagine what it's going to be like? Because how great will that be for fans, especially Dutch fans, especially when Mariana Voss is in the race? I mean, the Dutch fans were crazy last year. I went went to the Worlds last year in Copenhagen and stayed with a lovely and adorable and fantastic and perfect Jens. And... um, yeah, it was the Dutch fan. There were some very, very, very crazy orange clad drinking with their own brass band, Mariana Voss fan club. Awesome. And that was the ones that went all the way to Copenhagen. Which is so far, so, so far from the Netherlands. Well, it's not, yes, but it's, you've got to admit, it is further away than Valkenburg is. <laughs> well, yeah, okay, there's that, but mate, I live in fucking Australia. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but. But you did choose to. <laughs> Explain how I chose to be born here. Let's just let's well, no, you, actually you, let's you, not divert down that. That's just going to be complicated, awkward, and involve some home truths about the way biology actually works. <laughs> well, mummy and daddy loved each other very much. <laughs> well, either that or got completely soused one night at the pub. But anyway. So yes, so. So the race is a six, it's a sixteen kilometer um, loop between Maastricht and Valkenburg. Look, all I'm saying is that if, like uh, David Beckham's kids, I'd been named after where I was conceived, my name would be Charger. What? It's a car. It's don't worry. <laughs> People are laughing. It's it's okay. Don't worry about it. It was a oh, really good joke. It was really good. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. <laughs> It's also also completely untrue, which helps make it better. But Dan really is the son of two ministers in the church. Oh, don't say that. If anyone ever finds out who they are, they'll be humiliated. Oh, well, you can edit that out. <laughs> oh, no, I'm leaving it in. <laughs> anyway, we're back to the race. It's... Um, Eight circuit, eight, eight, eight times around. It's going to be amazing to watch. I just, I wish I was there. I just wish with all, I, my plans were to go and I can't afford to go. And so everyone just has to imagine me sitting on my sofa, simultaneously loving it and weeping. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so good. <laughs> None of 
none of those bastards deserve to be there as much as I do. <laughs> but the thing that I'm really looking forward to is, I mean, we saw during the Olympic race, um, aka best fucking race of the whole year, um, how brilliantly attacking uh, the girls get. Um, with these two bastard climbs, that's, by the way, their official name from now on, and I expect to see Twitter and every cycling forum awash with that terminology on Saturday. Bastard <laughs> climbs. In the, the race... On the bastard climbs for the penultimate time. <laughs> bastard climb one and bastard climb two. Um, and, you know, as you say, like... You know, Voss there, um, the, the ladies are very familiar with the, the Kalberg by now, but um, eight times over the bastard climbs is going to suck. And I am just waiting to see how this race gets lit up and how attacking it is and how violent those climbs are. You, you know what? You know what's going to happen though. I, I somehow what I reckon is that so the first couple of it's going to be attritional. But you can just imagine people going at the end of it. Oh, it was really boring because you know those three riders broke away on the fourth lap and then they stayed away forever and then then Mariana Boss rode off and won. Oh, it was so boring. And you're going to be like, yeah, for fuck's sake, grow up. <laughs> yeah, I don't talk to those people, so that makes it easier. Yeah, um, yeah. But, but, then, but then, when the next day happens, and it's, I don't know, Philippe Gilbert or someone who does the same thing, it'll be, oh my god, wasn't it the best race ever? <laughs> See, I have this little mental trick that um, that really helps me when I find myself trapped in a conversation with someone like that, which yeah. is, when they start telling you that your view of something, or your opinion on something that you actually have a right to, to have a formed opinion on, um, is wrong, I just, in my head, go... Oh, you just think that because you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, I get it. You just think that that was a boring race because you're dumb. Oh, you poor stupid person. That's okay. I can continue to smile politely now because it's not that you're an offensive twat who thinks that you know better than everyone else. It's that you're really, really, really stupid. Oh. And it's then I'm fine. So... It's going to be amazing, though. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be really, really hard to. It's going to be so hard, and so and whoever wins is going to deserve it because that's going to be a difficult race, a difficult, difficult race to win. And it's going to be like honestly, I'm I'm just sitting. I, I am actually literally sitting on the edge of my seat. I'm I'm so looking forward to this race and to see how it is uh, is played out on the road i i expect i expect lots and lots of fireworks so who who do you think will win i think um that australia's newest and greatest rider Judith aren't will um will launch a surprise attack and win okay i think mariana voss is going to win i'm shocked truly no tell me shocked I'm shocked. Mariana Voss has never come less than second yep. in the World Championships I, I predict, since she started racing the juniors. I predict that she comes second yet again. No, no, no. That just won't. No, no, not this time. Not this time. I, I think the Dutch finally worked out how to how to beat the Italians at their own game. And yeah, I think this is going to... Oh, it's going to be amazing, Dan. Oh. Oh, um, I yeah, also I, I also predict that um, Tiffany Cromwell's going to go on a hundred kilometre solo for the win. Um, 
I also predict that there will be an awesome, awesome bunch sprint that Ina will win. Um, and I also predict that uh, there will be a three-up breakaway between... Hmm. Let's see. <laughs> I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that it will be a three-up breakaway with Stevens. Uh, Nebin will, against all the odds, get there as well, which would be, you know, weird. Uh, and who else? Let's throw... Oh, let's throw... Hmm. We should put an Italian in just to mix things up. Who should we put in as the third? Are you perhaps suggesting Elisa Longo Borghini? Excellent choice. Yes. Are you, are you perhaps looking at the results for the final stage of the Brainwash Ladies Tour? <laughs> I would never, never look to past results to predict futures. <laughs> Well, I mean, to be honest, it's a fucking great tactic because, you know, in the last stage of the, the last stage of the Brainwash Ladies Tour was pretty much designed to be as much like <laughs> the world as possible. But yeah, and on that race, it was a, it was a break. It, there was a Mariana Cavos, um, uh, Ebby Stevens and Elisa Longo Bulguni were the podium with Judith Arndt in, and they had been escape, escapey breakaway with Arndt in fourth place, Emma Johansson fifth. Um, and then, and George Bronzini in ninth, actually. That's interesting. That's very interesting. Also, Emma, Emma Johansson is going to win from a um, <laughs> solo break two laps out from the finish. Mate, basically, it's normally my job to predict everyone wins. Yeah, I, I know. Can't... I'm just, I'm trying to get as many scenarios in as possible before you so that whoever wins, I can go, yep, called it. Um, well, you've missed off. You've actually missed off the scenario. I thought you'd say that I'd be saying. What? Where Pooley wins? <laughs> where Pooley attacks solo and wins. Where, where Pooley, on the first time up the Cowberg, just rides past everyone. Bye, guys. You know I don't really oh. like groups. I'll uh, I'll see you at the end. And there um, was a really there was a really bizarre thing on British Cycling's website, yeah, where um, I might have gone into this before, but where, British where Cycling... someone told them that women ride bikes. <laughs> you know, they put the, 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 the DS for the British women's team is this guy, Chris Newton, who was an incredibly good trackie. He rode really, really, he rode the points race and the scratch race. He's an Olympic medalist. He's a superstar. He's world champion. But his road experience was kind of limited, was limited to UK domestic teams. So there's always this irony about Chris Newton calling tactics for, you know, for, for Emma Pooley, Nicole Cook, Sharon Laws and Lizzie Armistead. Anyway, he was saying there was no doubt that they were all riding behind Lizzie. And much as I'm a massive fan of Lizzie Armistead, I think she's a brilliant rider. I think she's excellent. But she's a sprinter and eight times up the Kalberg. <laughs> Well, to be fair, I mean, maybe he's just working on the assumption that if she makes it to the end, <laughs> yeah. then of course she'll win. 
Yeah, I mean, Paul is Paul is he's been sick, and that's you know so you know, and and that's that is a shame. That is a shame. So you know, so so maybe, but so maybe he might have reconsidered the tactics now. But you know, you've got to what you've got to kind of say when your team includes uh, Sharon. So in the Holland Hills Classic, which was the last was the race before Brainwash, where they went up the Kalberg four times. Do you remember Holland Hills? That was when Mariana Ross rode it up three times with a broken collarbone. Yes, yes, just because she didn't feel like it was hard enough at full health. Yeah, but um, but that was the race where Laws ended up, you know, was was, was ended up in the uh, Laws and Annemiek van Vluten uh, dueled all the way round, and you know, and Sharon Laws and ended up in a break with, with, you know, ended up battling with Mariano Voss and, and van Vluten. You know, that was an amazing race. So you're like, yeah, it's the Kalberg, and it's not just the Kalberg, but it's the Kalberg where you've got on the one hand Mariano Voss and Ebby Stevens and Emma Johansson. You know, they're not. I don't. I don't think it's maybe the course for amazing, fantastic, wonderfully she is, Lizzie Armitstead. I look forward to Lizzie proving you wrong and winning from a solo breakaway, as predicted. I don't think you've predicted a bunch sprint yet. I did. Ina won that, remember? Okay, so basically everyone's won. Yes. (laughs) Dan, you're a genius. I know. Who else would have called that? That was an amazing result. Sorry, we're recording it for next week. Yeah. I'll just (laughs) edit that straight in. So, yes, so, I don't, I don't, I, there's nothing else to say, is there? Oh, there is something else to say. What else do we have to tell people, Dan? Well, they should uh, hurry up and get their votes in for the social media jersey because voting finishes around about the same time that Lizzie slash Emma slash Emma slash Iris slash Ina slash Judith slash Mariana slash um, other writers win the road race on Saturday. Yeah, they've got to vote, but thank you. We're, how much are we up to now, Dan? How much have we made? Uh, well, at the moment, we are sitting at a total of $3,260, um, uh-huh. with room and time. We're, we're just inside the final 24 hours of donating. So, you know, if you've just been paid and um, stocked up on all the baked beans and tinned tuna that you need for the next week, then don't go to the pub. Give the rest to the social media jersey. I'm so happy with how kind people are, how lovely people are, how generous they are. Um, You know, with their time, it's not just the money. The money is fantastic, but it's people's time. It's people retweeting. it's, It's everything. Thing. Everything. Thank you, 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 thank you. She goes on like that for quite a while. Um, but yes, it, it's awesome. And the cool thing is that uh, every time we think we've reached a new sort of uh, peak, uh, someone else comes along and, and slaps down another generous donation and we keep rolling on, which is fantastic. So we're actually at a point where we'll be able to finalise the the prizes uh, shortly and there'll be a new post up explaining uh, how we'll be dividing those. And, well, actually, that'll probably come with the results. But... Uh, rest assured, basically, that we are in a position to be able to offer really, really nice prizes to quite a lot of riders. Uh, so we've got depth to the whole thing as well as as um, a good price. You guys have done an amazing job at demonstrating how how together we can do something really meaningful for our favourite riders and our favourite sport. 
yes thank you and thank you thank you it's just yeah we we just amazed at all of you and yes you're mm. all great as tiffany cromwell said on twitter when uh, when she was rallying some support for votes life is a popularity contest um so vote <laughs> but also it's completely not a popularity contest except in the sense that everyone's popular because we love them all they are all great and yes yeah, so thank you very much by the time you next talk to you the world will be over the season will be over and i'll probably be crying <laughs> yeah shit we'll actually have to talk i don't know what we'll do bloody hell I know. Anyway, well, well thank you for listening as always have a great week enjoy the world and uh yes uh if you wish to abuse us on twitter i am at intended and sarah is i'm underscore pigeons underscore and i'm doing my usual treat and my usual game of um if people want to have a women's rider to follow but they don't know who to follow they can tweet me with their favorite kind of men's rider and i will give them the equivalent women rider all for you everyone's getting emma pooley just so you know <laughs> all right take care Thank you for people bye 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 <laughs>